The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Good morning, everyone on the West Coast, and welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Today we are talking about effective social media as you know, social media has really uh, taken over technology. And if we want to progress in today's world, personally and professionally, we need to know more about social media. My guest is Marianne Snow, CEO of Sophia Think Consulting, an innovative and highly energetic business problem solver. Marianne is a veteran of multiple industries. She's worked in organizations, large and small, to cost-effectively implement non-disruptive change. She's a seasoned business technologist and really talks about the up-to-date tools, including social media, to accelerate change. And today we're going to talk about this not just in our business life, but in our personal life as well, in terms of staying in contact. Welcome, Marianne. Oh, it's great to be here, Patricia. Good. All right. Before we talk about Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter for business, Let's talk about how social media is impacting us on our personal life with our families, particularly at great distances. Well, uh, you know, it's interesting for me personally because um, one of the things that um, was really important to me when I left corporate America to start my own company was um, I was working in a financial services firm that was international and I had friends from all over the world. I have friends in Australia. I have friends all over Europe and in Canada and the U.S. And um, those friends were less accessible to me unless I could find a way to keep in touch that was affordable, that was um, within my reach, and also was something that I could do easily that wasn't gonna wasn't gonna be a big problem for me. And so um, now that we've got this whole just amazing array between mm-hmm. Skype and Twitter and LinkedIn, and um, let's talk about Google Chat, Gmail Chat. You know, mm-hmm. I was just on Gmail just the other day, minding my own business, and my nephew from Las Vegas um, uh, broke in uh, with a quick email, a quick IM message, instant message message, and he was asking me about his LinkedIn profile because he knows that I know a lot about them. So we had a just a two-minute chat 
Um, I love my nephew, but I never get to see him because I don't go to Las Vegas a lot. And um, he's really busy. So I wouldn't have had that moment otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, so that's it's very much a way to keep in. So how can people, is it, is it to put people listening to this and saying, well, I'm not sure I know how to do it. Is it fairly easy? It's about as easy as it can get. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, Skype, I have a four-year-old friend in Seattle. I talk to him every single week. I was actually doing a Skype oh. session with him yesterday. And, Four years um, old. It was really fun because he was showing me some of his new toys, and we were doing a little art project. Um, yes, he's in Seattle. I'm in Providence, Rhode Island, and he and I are doing an art project together. It was really fun. And um, we finally, uh, you know, had to get to the point where his mom's like, you have to go to lunch. And and he looks at his mom and he says, well, can Marianne come to lunch too? You know, like we're going to take the computer and actually put it on the table. But um, Skype is free. All you have to do is is go into the Internet, um, just Google Skype. Uh, You can actually sign up for a free account and suddenly you're connected to anybody else who's got a Skype account around the world. And, and this is a big audience right now. Mm-hmm. Now, along with that, of course, let's, we really do need to talk about Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. Now, Facebook has really is a phenomenon for everybody. Everybody's using it. In fact, some people are using it to share you know, their dating history or their traumas or their losses, very personal information on Facebook. What do you think about that, Marianne? It is public. Yeah, um, you know, um, Facebook is a, is a really interesting phenomenon because I would say that obviously social media in general is really creating an evolution of, of how people view privacy. Facebook is particularly interesting because people are accessing their Facebook accounts from their phones, from their laptops, from their iPads or iPods. And, you know, so it becomes one of these things that that you just sort of unconsciously add stuff um, to the public domain. And, you know, from a personal standpoint, I'm out there. My business is social media, so I'm pretty transparent but I would say there are some things that you still don't want to share. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly, um, <laughs> let's talk about some of the recent indiscretions from some of our politicians, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, people who, you know, sent stuff out to the Internet and um, did it in such a way that it became really their downfall. Well, I would say that the, the thing I would ask people to think about when they think about Facebook it's one thing if you're an adult and you're going out there and you're making conscious decisions to broadcast. If you have kids, you should be talking to those children about etiquette online, just like you talk to those kids about etiquette at the dinner table or in a restaurant or at a social event. Because um, those Facebook posts right at this point are now being viewed by college recruiters. They're being viewed by police. They're being viewed by all sorts of folks. So making sure that there's an understanding of privacy settings and how they work, and also really talking to kids about um, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. I know that um, I don't do a lot of business through Facebook, 
but I'm on Facebook uh, to actually keep in touch with nieces and nephews so that I can help them think about that sort of stuff. I actually get um, I actually get unfriended on a routine basis because they um, sometimes get a little uncomfortable when I say, you know, that's a little out of line. Please take the picture mm-hmm. down mm. uh, because not such a good thing for you to have out there. So, again, there's etiquette. You know, you, you wonder if there are books on this. Do you think there are books that have been written on this? Well, you know, the problem with any sort of a book that you're going to find, it's out of date the minute it hits print. So if yeah. you want to talk about this stuff, if you want to learn about this stuff, your best bet is to go online and start really um, creating a list of trusted bloggers and trusted online sources that are talking about these things and they're keeping updated with the latest technologies and the way things are changing. And you know, uh, that, that's a, and that's a good question because there are a lot of people that will say, you know, how can I trust what I'm getting online? How do we know that it's for real? Yeah, and I think that's a really, really good, smart question. And um, one of the things is you have to read material and you have to look at someone's body of work over time. So we're not talking about one individual who goes out and posts, you know, like, for example, um, the poor Amy Winehouse who passed away. Obviously, you know, big headline all over every social media interface in the world, um, lots of information, but nobody really has any information, so they're starting to make stuff up. What I would say to you is there are going to be, like say, for example, the Wall Street Journal um, is actually pretty active online. So this is a source that isn't a fly-by-night. These folks are pretty considered in terms of how they do stuff. Harvard Business Review. I would also say that that there are um, different publications that are online publications like Mashable. Um, this is a, a tech journal that is an online journal only, talks about things, does the research. These people have been around. They know their stuff. And there are other ways, too. Um, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll follow a particular individual on, say, Twitter or Facebook kind of watch their posts, won't interact with them right away. And once they get a feel for who they are and how they react to stuff and how they, how they give people content and the type of information that they share, then I start making choices about who, those, who the right ones are for me. Interesting. It's almost like you pre-screen them by watching what they're doing. Well, that's the beauty of this. The beauty of this is that you have a really public forum, so you have a lot of individuals who are putting out a lot of content, and you can look at it without necessarily interacting. You can um, take an evaluative time period, you know, really kind of take time to evaluate and make a decision about the ones that, that work well for you, and um, you can just use them um, as information sources, and you don't have to actually interact. And this is an important um, big development. There's a lot of information. You can be discriminating, and you don't have to give a lot of yourself away to get the information that you're getting. Marianne, what about LinkedIn um, for, for personal use, or is it more professional use for bios and getting jobs and letting people know what you do professionally? 
Yeah, LinkedIn is uh, is an amazing tool. When I went out on my own um, two and a half years ago, what I very quickly discovered is that, first of all, LinkedIn um, has a really educated demographic. All of these tools have very very specific populations that, that tend to prefer them. And LinkedIn um, tends to be a very educated and a very um, professional audience. Um, you have over 100 million users internationally, and they are replacing job boards. They're replacing the mm. paper resume. I know that, you know, I say this a lot. The paper resume, mark my words, is going away. What your mm. presence is online is going to be um, really the way that people locate you and they, and they use. But well, the positive part of this is that instantly, instantly you can communicate with someone. It's That's instant. what's the positive part. And not only that, but it's an amplifier because what you're talking about is when you have a tool where you have a very large network, I have um, several thousand people in my LinkedIn network because of the business that I'm involved with. And when I do a status update um, through my LinkedIn tool, then that status update is immediately visible to anyone within my network. Now, I have a public profile, so if someone happens to find it, they can also see it, but um, people in my immediate network who have some sense of who I am might have worked with me. I might have spoken at an event um, that they attended, and suddenly, you know, it's a great way to keep um, keep yourself top of mind with folks who are familiar with you and familiar with your work anyway. Mm, so it's really important. What do you caution people when people ask you about tools they should use what do you caution people about? The first thing that I say to them when they're going to do anything in this space is, is I ask them to think about what their objectives are. Why are they getting into this? What, what, what are they hoping to accomplish? Because um, very often, certainly in relation to social media, a lot of people say, you know, this is a time suck. It's just waste of time, this, you know, I can't be bothered, and I'm too busy. And if you're going to go out and you're going to sign up for everything, you're going to be completely overwhelmed. So what are you trying to do? And then the next piece is let's find you a tool that will help you accomplish your goals, whatever they are. Professionally, you know, you want to talk to your grandkids. You want to stay in contact with someone far away, and you want to have that ability to do that. You want to connect with a business audience. You want to promote your content for some reason, whatever it is. So then the next thing is, what's the tool that's right for you? And then focus on that tool and then expand as you start to develop your skills and as you're more comfortable and, and as you can accommodate the time commitment. Because there's no point in going out on these things unless you're committing to them for a longer period. Because one time doesn't work. So really focus on one area. Don't try to do everything. Oh, please, no. Do not try and do everything. You'll be completely overwhelmed. It will be uh, an amazing fire hose. You will just be completely discouraged, and you will walk away shaking your head saying, I, I, I don't have capacity to do that. And um, here's the thing. So, so pick one thing like hard. Facebook or like Twitter or both. 
Um, you know, I use, um, if I were to, let me give you an example. I use LinkedIn primarily for business. This is something that it's my business platform. I get to talk about things um, in business. But I also um, have a little neighborhood group. Um, we get together. We have a little block party in the summertime. We have a little event that is um, kind of a progressive dinner where you have lots of people opening their houses um, for a little walk around the neighborhood dinner and we organize it through um, a Google group. So um, it's, a, it's kind of a distribution list of emails, and so you can send one um, message out and everyone gets it. And it's a great way to um, give information. So, you know, that's a personal thing. I don't use that for business. It's just for neighborhood stuff. But it allows me to be more efficient within um, the organizing that I do with the neighborhood group. And it also, you know, the LinkedIn allows me to be more efficient from an overall business perspective. So you have, a, you know, I can use both and I could do it within the time frame, and I can do it in a way that meets my time accommodation. So it works out pretty well. Yeah. Well, I also think that when you are looking at social media, that you really have to, and I think you said this in the beginning, you have to look at what you want to accomplish. Do you need a website? Do you just need a LinkedIn page? You know, what, what do you need? I think that's really important, too, because um, there's a, you know, things are changing quite a lot in that space because, you know, websites um, static websites that don't do a lot, that, that there's no interaction, there's no engagement, um, are really reaching the point of becoming the new billboard on the side of the road. Uh, if someone drives by, if they happen to figure out a way to catch you as they're doing big web surfing, and there's a lot of material out there, so highly unlikely that that's going to happen unless they're specifically looking for you then it really becomes your billboard in the middle of the Internet desert. If um, you have a LinkedIn profile and you're keeping it up to date and um, you're posting on a routine basis, then, you know, for example, I showed up in searches 35 times in the last seven days. And this is actually a statistic you can measure. It's something that um, the LinkedIn um, tool will tell you. And you can get some sort of an idea of who's looking at you, who, you know, what searches are you popping up in, and who's looking at you when they search. So now you have a little bit more data um, then you're certainly going to get if you're just kind of out there with a static website and just kind of waiting for someone to drive by. Hmm. Marianne, do you think when someone's deciding on a website, because it's a big investment, should you have a website because you're in your own business? Should you use a website primarily for business? Now, I have a second question before you answer that. You know, years ago, people would use websites personally, but now with Facebook, you're seeing websites used more for business. What do you think? I would even argue that, um, you know, blogs have become the new websites. So if you are relatively young, you're starting a new business right now, and, and you're going out there, particularly if you're like 35 and under, 
you are more interested in, you might throw up a, a real quick website um, that, you know, it's kind of like getting a business card nowadays. But what you're really looking for is you're looking for a blog. And the reason you're looking for a blog is because it allows you to actually have comments so that you can have commentary back and forth. It um, allows you to be able to manage it um, from your desktop. So, for example, my blog, uh, while I have uh, an individual who I can turn to once in a while for a question, it's built on um, a, a product called WordPress. It's a, it's a type of um, WordPress template, very simple, out of the box, so I could determine the elements that were going to be on that blog. I could construct it. I could learn about that tool. Now I can post myself. I can edit myself. I can make changes myself. So it's more cost effective for me in the long run because I'm the person who's, who is actually um, taking care of that sort of stuff. It also means that that it's more dynamic. There are things happening with that on a routine basis. So it's more likely to be picked up in the search engines than a, than a static website. Mm. So you really do advocate the blog. Plus on the blog, um, you have more freedom to express yourself. Don't you think Marianne? I think you have more freedom to express yourself. And, you know, let me just also say that, you know, you were asking about Facebook pages. Here's the difference between a blog, my blog, and a Facebook page. Um, when you create a Facebook page, you're sitting on Facebook's proprietary platform, which means mm-hmm. you don't own the address, you don't own the data, and you don't own the content. So one of the things that I always um, – advocate for folks who are um, saying to me, do I use Facebook for business? I say, use it as an outpost. You can use Facebook as an opportunity to have a presence on the platform, but do it in a way that it drives you back, you know, to your real estate, your virtual real estate, your blog, your website, whatever it is, so that now you own that virtual address, you own that platform, you own the content, and you also own um, the ability to be able to edit and make changes. And um, that's, you know, in Facebook, Facebook could shut you down tomorrow. So um, if they decide that you're not playing by their rules, if they change their rules, if any of that stuff happens, then um, you're done with Facebook. So should you uh, put your blog? Should you put your blog address on your Facebook page? You should definitely put your blog address on your Facebook page. Link it back. Um, not only does it give you a little juice in the search engines, because the more link backs you have, the more the search engines actually recognize you. But the second piece is it means that you're encouraging people. You know, use the Facebook page to encourage people to go out and read your latest blog post or to see what, you know, what your, where your next um, speaking engagement is or those sorts of things. So that's very important. All right. Tell us about the work that you do. You work more in the corporate arena, correct? I do. I, you know, I, um, I have um, professional uh, um, coaching clients where I will work with professionals and I will coach them 
through just um, what's the the best strategy for them. And um, I actually am doing a a LinkedIn um, coaching session with with uh, some colleagues who are lawyers and also accountants this week um, in my local neighborhood. But um, I also work with businesses that are medium um, to large size businesses. Particularly, I have have um, uh, clients in the financial services and the pharma and um, biotech communities that have regulated environments, and they're trying to figure out how to utilize these tools but they're also struggling with um, different types of regulation. And so I help them develop their strategies and also meet their compliance regulations. So in, in terms of, we have a few minutes left, Marianne, in terms of compliance, because you touched on that with Facebook, what are some things that we need to know in using the, the Internet? You know, the rules of the road, the etiquette, if you will. Couple of things that are that I when I um, do workshops on um, uh, you know kid safety online or just um, you know privacy workshops or or workshops with folks who are who are trying to understand the environment. Couple of things. The first thing that I would say to you is don't save your passwords. And I know this is going to be a pain in the neck for a lot of people because, you know, you click that little box that says, remember me. And what happens when you do that is you're actually creating a little, a little um, bit, of, bit of code called a cookie that is going to sit on your machine and help expedite the process the next time you try and go to a site that you go to all the time. But that means that, um, that, that, that cookie also allows the site that you're going to to gather data on you. So, mm. uh, you know, I always say don't check the box. The other thing that I say to people is don't, um, you know, don't give away more than you need to. You know, we're talking about when we're, when we're talking about things like um, children online, birthdays, um, home addresses, uh, you know, uh, places that they're going to school, um, you know, where are they um, going to be located at any given point in time. Kind of hard to, to modify in some ways, but if you can get kids to start thinking more about that, um, that's a good thing. Um, don't post pictures that you wouldn't want your grandma to see, um, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are in a situation where you had a bad day at work, dissing your boss on on um, online, probably not a good idea um, in terms of a, a future career move. It doesn't mean that you can't have moments where you where um, you uh, use these forms to express you know dissent or frustration, but um, personally attacking people online not a good idea. Well, and not just that, but it's public. It becomes public. We're going to have to close. So close on a positive note about how the Internet is revolutionizing our communication. Well, um, let's talk about it uh, very quickly. Just talk about what's happened in terms of some of the natural disasters that have occurred around the world. And um, those natural disasters in, in relation to coordinating rescue efforts and getting in emergency supplies are all happening through venues like Twitter and Facebook. Um, 
amazing stories of um, people, people's lives being saved because uh, these particular tools have allowed folks to accelerate stuff and, and get help to where it's needed. Thank you so much, Marianne, really, really for being on the program. Terrific. want to tell people, um, Marianne Snow, CEO of Safai Think Consulting, if you have any questions about social media, contact Marianne. And the address is, is it Marianne at Sophia Think, or is it, how, how does it work on your, your email? It's M Snow, S-N-O-W, at Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A, thinkconsulting.com. Okay, SophiaThinkConsulting.com and M Snow at SophiaThinkConsulting.com. Thanks so much for being on the program, Marianne. It was a pleasure, Patricia. And um, I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Stay on the line. All right, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time on Voice America, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Mm -hmm. 